And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on the Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards. I am joined by the lovely and talented and bundled up Miss E. Yeah, it's been really chilly here for the past couple of days, like probably since last week when all of a sudden it went from being right. 80s during the day and the 70s at night to 60 high seven low 70s or late high 60s during mm-hmm. the day, but 40s at night. And weren't we talking about on the last podcast going to see a show? Yes, we were actually, so we, we taped the last podcast uh, a little earlier in the day than we normally do because we had tickets to go see The Crucible that uh, Wolfbane Productions was doing in Appomattox. And we were excited, but we were very curious. We did not know what to expect. We had heard, uh, you know, uh, a lot of things about this place, but we had never had a chance to go see a show. Well, not this particular place, because this particular location is their outdoor location, which they only just built a little while ago. No, 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 no. This was you said. Well, this was a new they... set, but they've had an outdoor location because they're oh, an outdoor okay. theater. Yeah, but they it's it's on. Okay, so it's on a farm, and so this particular set was apparently built just for the Crucible, and they ended up chopping down some trees and clearing out a bit of a. Uh, of a forest area. Oh, okay. I misunderstood and, that. And built a set. But so got, it's like so it's supposed to be the town of Salem. So you have mm-hmm. like... Uh, well, first like of all, before we get... Three buildings. But yeah. yeah, but before we go. So um, so last week when we did the podcast, we were fixing to go mm-hmm. and all excited. And I had really low expectations. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I just... I, you know, this has been around actually for longer than we've lived here. I think this is their 11th season. Um, so I figured, okay, well, it must be decent. Uh, and I read a couple or, of stories about how the, the artistic director, uh, you know, has worked in New York. He's got some connections uh, to the Broadway world. So it was like, okay, well, this is it, – it's just so weird, though. It's so weird because Appomattox, Virginia not exactly is not what you would expect to be. High like culture. A, Exactly. Like when you when you uh, when you're on our way to Appomattox, if we have to head into there, into town, like one of the first things that you hit when you change highways is somebody has a Confederate flag in their yard. So I didn't have high expectations for the theater down there, but I was pleasantly surprised. By the way, you're going to hear from all sorts of you know whatever I know heritage, not hate or blah blah. Pardon me, madam. Part of whatever. Yeah, no, but I know what you mean. I mean, it's like it's it's a small town. Yeah, and it's in the middle of BFE, Virginia. Right. So so right. So we did not have. I I did not know what to expect. You had low expectations. They must be like the Borscht Belt of actors. They must like go up and down the East (laughs) Coast to different theaters. I think well, a lot of these people had different resumes up and down the East Coast. Right, and so so that's one of the things that's fascinating. Okay, so we get there. It's dark. Um, And you have to walk a half a mile. Maybe not. But they did such a great job of setting. The tone because they're like burning tiki torches. There are there are lights to light the way, but limited. Um, but it was dark and it was and it was cold and you were walking uphill and it was a little, it was a little far. It, well, it was up and downhill and it was very. And we didn't realize terrain. that they, it, but we also didn't realize that they had hay they rides have up hay and rides. back so until we were almost there. Okay, so not anymore this season. However, so right. anyway, so lesson learned for next year. However, um, so yeah, a little bit of rocky terrain. 
getting to where we needed to get to. But when you got there, you really felt like you were in an old, the old town of Salem. Mm -hmm. Like wooden buildings, there's a fire pit, there's a central area. Uh, It's really, it was really neat in that at part at one part in the set what were what they used as sort of like the church area mm-hmm. where they would have people come in and out of the door they had seating there so in the first half before the intermission the audience there was actually audience members who sat on that side right and then when they needed to use that building for when they had to go into the the court they used it as a mm-hmm. courthouse they moved the be- the the benches back in front of where we were sitting. So we uh, so, but they had like little divots in the ground so that they could figure out where to put it. So we actually sat in the perfect two seats. That was my hit hand hitting that. No, no, it's, oh. so it's, I guess it was just a semi driving up the road. Yeah, but we we actually ended up sitting in the perfect two seats in that we were between the two yeah. church. Uh, pews that they were using as seating Mm -hmm. and so we still had a really good sight line to the stage but the stage wasn't just a stage the stage was this front period piece all the buildings a little bit off and a little bit out right and it really wasn't a stage at all it was just the ground but this was sort of like a natural amphitheater yeah uh it was it was a great spot and they had a little refreshment stand that was set up that you know was just it like they needed hot cocoa they really did need a hot cocoa next year hot cocoa that was the thing when it started getting down into the 30s uh, and we didn't have any blankets or anything. Your your feet, you couldn't feel your feet, and that was. I that, had the socks. first act was amazing. It the, was right. The acting was superb. I mean, it was. I was blown away. And by the sun how, had just gone down. Yeah, so it wasn't that cold. So, so, it, wasn't that cold. so it was. It was easy to get lost in. It really was in the play and how good the performers were. The after in the intermission. It was a little bit harder to get distracted because it was just it was cold. So cold. Uh, but it was still fantastic. But I had read it. I read. We have the Crucible upstairs in our library, mm-hmm. and so I read it during the day so that I would be prepared because I haven't. I couldn't remember. I remember kind of what the whole story was about. It's about the Salem witch trials. Um, it only covered a couple of people in it, and it had very short. You know, uh, but it was funny because I had just finished reading. The Six Women of Salem, which was a historical book about uh, six people who were either accused of being witches or were the accusers, and it followed their stories between mm, things that might have happened, things that were said to have happened, and then court papers. And then I read The Crucible, so it was really interesting. It was like, ooh, 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 I know all these names. I yeah. know this story. So, And I think like as I sat there, because I had just freshly read it, mm. they did a really good job. There was like one guy that I... a couple of lines. Totally, he totally... But he still, you know, everyone picked up around him. That was yeah. the thing. It's like, he, he at one point he was like... Uh, uh, and I think I made my point. I, yeah, like, I was like, I think no, the only, I think you lost your place. The real, well, and the real tell was he would lose the little bit of an accent that he had when yeah. he when he lost. He, his, so it was like, you know, hey, my good side. That's you know, and I think that I think I've said enough. And then it was right. Yes. And, so, and, and you're like, oh, I think he just. But everyone else picked up really well around. Right, him, and so. it only really happened like twice. No, um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was really really good. So um, we have tickets now to go see their next production, which is in early November. Uh, and Inside. it is yes, it is a world <laughs> premiere in Appomattox, yes. Virginia. From uh, the one of the writers who worked on the Despicable Me movies, right? Which sounds pretty impressive. I'm, I'm I haven't looked it up, but I'm hoping there weren't like sixty five writers, you know, on the Despicable <laughs> well, Me. Hold movie. on, you co- you talk for a second. I'll check IMDb. So 
the uh, it, it sounds like it's goofy. It's called Stranger Sings. It is a musical parody of Stranger Things, and all of the music apparently is from 1983. And it's parody songs from 1983, right? So, so, um, so it sounds like it's going to be goofy and fun. The same guy apparently wrote another musical that also made its world premiere in uh, Appomattox, Virginia, which was Bubble Boy the musical. <laughs> which um, I saw that movie. Wasn't that Jake Gyllenhaal? Bubble Boy? No, oh, no, no, the Sandler. original. No, there oh, the was... the Boy in the Bubble was John Travolta. The, yeah, that one. Yeah. There were a couple of Boys in Bubbles, because Jake Gyllenhaal was in a bubble in one movie, and Adam Sandler did sort of a bubble movie, yeah. and then I think the original one, yeah. Yeah, the original one was John Travolta. Was it really, though? I don't even think that was the original one. I don't know. Unless been... he was a young, young lad when he did it. The like, original was probably Charlie Chaplin, but, oh. you know... <laughs> I don't. I don't know I'm that it goes back a, that I can't far. Get the IMD to even check anything right now. I know right it's now, our but, country internet. Um, but uh, so I just remember there being. Anyway, it, it sounds really like it's going to be fun. Boy movie, but and yeah, be a fun based movie. on the the uh, acting and the quality of the acting that we saw, we we're like, okay, yeah, we'll go see this. So, yeah, yeah. So we're going to go back. Um, and, and as long as it's inside. And I, yeah, and I wish I had the name of the uh, a couple of the the main leads because they were really really good. Like the the guy who played John Proctor. He looked a little like a little bit uh, a little like, bit like uh, John, Krasinski. John Krasinski, a little. And it was funny only with the beard and character. Do you look like the grizzly version right. of John? Krasinski. His little headshot in and the his program. headshot in the program. He looked way prettier. But what was really funny is the moment that I the moment that I thought to myself like, I think some of these people are professionals. Was there was a scene early on where he had to take his shirt off, and I was like. Yeah, there's nobody around here that's gonna be like that buff. If you're, if you got, you know, good biceps like that, you also got a beer belly because you're working on a farm and you're, you know, you're a little, you're a little stocky. Like that's a gym body, and I don't know that anybody in Appomattox is gonna have a gym body. And so I looked at the program and was like, oh yeah, he's from New York. Okay, yeah. she's from New York. Okay, okay. So it was, it was funny uh, to me. It was just like that. That boy, don't look, that, that boy don't look like he's from around here. There were a couple of people who did local Virginia theater. Right, though. and so that was the thing. So probably like the four Including main... the dude who kept forgetting his lines. Yes. <laughs> so probably the, 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 the top four players um, were, were, were outside ringers. players. Were ringers, right? right? They were doing... They've done some Broadway work. They've done some off-Broadway work. But they've got New York credits. Yeah. And they've got, again, that, that sort of regional circuit... Yeah. Right. That you're writing, and I think those at least three of the four had done a lot of work together. Yeah, because actually, I had seen one of them was working on some web series called The This. Right. For the music, and then and she was also, but she was also down, the creator. But, but then but, the, but the other actress down was there's like, an actress who is also mm-hmm. part of that same web series. I think it was called The Huntress or something. So uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but, but anyway. they were they were really good, and then like so then like the next tier down are people that. Are working in Richmond and Lynchburg, and yeah. you know Charlottesville Regional Theater, and then there were because this was the Crucible. There were you know uh, some parts for teens. There were a couple of I think teen girls that were making their first yeah. appearance on the stage. You know, and there, uh, I think there was a father daughter because you can see the last name and the age difference in the okay. characters. So I think there was. So a- it was it was cool. Like I would I would call it like the theater equivalent of. Triple A baseball, yeah. Or maybe double oh, yeah. A. Maybe I think maybe triple A baseball. Maybe triple. You think triple? Yeah, I think triple A baseball. Well, I was just thinking like triple A. If if you know, if the major leagues is like Broadway, then well, that's Broadway, right? That's like New York, that's right? So major then like league. right. So all of the other like regional theaters and touring companies should probably be like triple A. So this is probably double A. All right, I, okay, double A then. 
but you got some AAA players that are like down on rehab. I mean, like they're yeah, they're they're outperforming. Or you know uh, they're doing league. this because they like living down here because it's cheap in comparison. Well, I don't think to, you're living down here. You I have to. I think they're. I think well, they for probably, a few weeks. They, they probably rent down here for a while and sublet where their place is. So while they're renting down here for yeah. pennies on the dime, they're subletting their place for hundreds of dollars in New York. And so one, actually, one of the things that I want to do is I want to figure out like how they make this work. I, I, so we rarely have guests on this program, but I really want to extend an invitation to the. Uh, artistic director and see if he'll come on and you know talk about this because i just think it's so cool I it just, is it's, you, it, well it couldn't wait we could always ask the, after the next show yeah or we can email him directly and say we're going to be at the show it's just one of those hidden treasures like you don't expect to find that there no right no, just like you don't expect to find a uh an actual honest to goodness commune you know, within in thirty Yogaville. miles of where we live, right? Called Yogaville. Yeah, like you, you don't expect to find a, a Catholic monastery, but we have one. I've close seen by. them shopping at Third Line. Amish families. Like, like, like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interestingly diverse yeah. mix of different sorts of people at various economical, economic and, and, and socio and, yeah, economic and, levels. It's really weird. Yeah, it is. I love it. I love it too. It's way more diverse than where we used to live. It really is. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you are ever in Central Virginia, look up Wolfbane Productions. They, uh, in 2020, are doing three full-scale productions, and then they also are doing like a musical murder theater, dinner theater. They're doing a they Mardi do Gras event. Things, yeah. Right. But they're doing three main productions, including Young Frankenstein the Musical. And, the, and when they do their productions, so they're on for the month and then they take a month off and then to there's do a the, month to off, rehearse and then the there's like one. a couple of little things and then a month on and so but yeah go ahead and look them up if and you know if you're within driving distance or you're you know passing through on holiday <laughs> and you could possibly go say you're going to the Appomattox courthouse area and going historically hey. checking things out and you know oh you know what tonight Wolfbane's going to do a, or that night we're going to be in town Wolfbane's going to do a production there you go oh by the way, I have to say thank you very, very much for giving Corny Goat Crafts a Twitter <laughs> shout-out the other day because literally uh, I had, I don't know, six sales in yeah. a day. Like, mm. there are five packages going out tomorrow. <laughs> two of them have two washcloths, and they both got a bar of soap each oh, with good. each washcloth, so they there's four little bars of, wash, of soap going out, too. Yeah. I have a pair of baby booties, I think a cow, and a unicorn. Well, you are very welcome. And then someone else that I have to say thank you to, Mm -hmm. in addition to you, was uh, one of our listeners who says she keeps me in her prayers. So thank you very much, Tammy, um, out of uh, Oregon. She bought a cow, a little Aliana the Angus. The little the little black, black on black yeah. Angus cow, and she said, "Please give this to a person in need of your choice." And uh, we were talking, we were kind of brainstorming about it. And uh, originally, I thought maybe I could take it to the hospital, except uh, they don't do where I go. They don't do children's cancer. Okay. And it would, I, I, you know, what I can call the nurse ahead of time and see if I could donate it because it's one hundred percent acrylic so they should be able to take it okay but the other thing we were thinking about was i know that most police keep 
a supply of, or they should, keep teddy bears in their trunks mm-hmm. in case there's a problem and they have a kid and they want to, you know, have a little yeah. comfort toy. And we were thinking maybe we would ask our sheriff, our, who's our neighbor, our sheriff. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I think either one of those options, I think Tammy would really like. So um, that's really cool. And thank you, Tammy. Yeah, that, that thank was you. Really, really I thought sweet. that was super sweet. I was just like, oh my goodness, look at all these people who bought <laughs> stuff. And I was just like, that was like one well, of the overwhelming things. Is like, oh, it's so nice. So yeah. So yesterday. You went to the doctor, and we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about it. Basically, we'll know more next week. Blah, blah, blah. Still have cancer. Um, Let's go. <laughs> right. So, I, I, when you got out of the uh, the visit, and I asked you, you know, how you doing? And there was just this very flat... I'm fine. Fine. And I was like, all right, I want to do something nice for you. And I had been meaning to post a picture of the cows for the past few days anyway. Mm. And so, I was on Twitter, and I was updating folks about what happened, and you can go find my Twitter feed if you want to know all the details. No, I'm not allowed on Twitter. So I know. I no, no, I was not oh, oh, talking oh, about oh, to the listeners. Oh, people no, who are listening. Yeah, Twitter. I'm not allowed on Twitter. I just gave a very, you know, succinct summary of what was going on. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't want people to, you know, feel down. I don't want you to feel down. And so, I said, by the way, on a happier Miss E-related note, her Etsy store is kicking butt. And I posted a link to the unicorn. Sparkles oh. of the unicorn that was there. And then within a couple of minutes, now they what's weird gone. is, right, so a couple of minutes it's gone. And so I'm like, oh. So I make another post. I said, okay, well, Sparkles is gone, but she still has these two great cows. Gone. And I posted another link. And then they're gone. And then the washcloths that I didn't even talk about are Four gone. of them are gone. Right. There's still one left, and then there's still some baby booties, and I sold a chemo cap, which they're not necessarily... I call them chemo caps because they're super soft, they're fine gauge, and they're close-fitting. Mm-hmm. So if you have really short hair or you're bald, it's a good hat. Yeah. It's not going to fit if you've got a big old lot of hair. Right. It's, it's, but it's, just, if, you know, it's just a close-fitting cap. Maybe you're just gonna call it a close fit cap. I probably the corny should. goat close fit cap. That sounds like what it'd be if it was like LL Bean, <laughs> right? No, it, uh, Hammerker or Schlemmerker Blaga because oh, right. they always call everything the the, the corny goat. Well, all of a sudden we could sell that for four hundred dollars. Well, the cotton washcloth and would, the Charlie the Charlotte exactly. cow. Uh, right. and well, the that, that would go for like eight hundred dollars on the Hammerker cap hat. Yeah. Um, no. So, but anyway, so I want to thank. You know, the folks who, who actually clicked the link. And yeah, thank you. You guys are awesome. And everything is getting mailed tomorrow, which in relative terms into this post is whatever. But it, um, it's going to be the, uh, what's tomorrow, the 25th? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it was a shipping notification. It, you know, it, it, was, it was a day that honestly I did not expect to see a smile uh, on Missy's face. And she was very excited by the sound of, you know, the cha-ching in the uh, cash register app and really i'm sorry that's exactly what it sounds like i don't i I didn't realize that that was the notification on my etsy app until the first time something sold and i was like and you know most of the time i don't have my hearing aids and so i don't hear things but you would also be just as excited if it was a dollar going into your etsy account as it was you know, forty dollars or, or ten dollars for the. Uh, I was just because I constantly have to keep exactly. You, it's it's it's, it's the recognition for you. I it's, keep telling you you have to charge more, but whatever. Um, so well, anyway, so as so I I got to finish this off. All right. So not only did you have those sales, but we've got at least two people who want commission. No, I'm sorry, we've got at least three people who want to commission pieces. Well, I know of two. Someone already. 
sent me a conversation in Etsy that she would love to order a unicorn. And I said, thank you. I have purple, turquoise, and raspberry. And I have to say, it's not turquoise. It's more of a teal. And that's both the, that's the sparkly yarn that mm. I have on hand now. I could go to the craft store this weekend <laughs> and find more sparkly yarn. But right now, that's what I'm using. Well, so. well Ash Gow would like a sheep. And, and she wants kind of like the Wallace and Gromit style. Because no, she, she said that's what she She's was. the next thing in. And I already have it built in my head. I just have to figure out how to do the loop stitch for the body. Okay. So and, and then... Um, her, her idea is nice and all, but I already have it built in my brain. So okay. it's going to be... All of my critters are kind of Wallacey Gromity. They are. That's why. So that's, that's why, that's why like, Ash was she, like that. She, she said they remind. Like, yeah. Well, no, that's kind of. No, that's why I'm, she was like. Okay. That's why she, her mind went there because they do look Wallacey. So Gromity. I also have. Uh, wait, 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 and one wait, more. Wait, I gotta tell you. Oh. And also then, uh, Sam, uh, who's an editor at Twitchy, Polita Bunny or Polita Foo, um, asked if you could make a corgi because she has that adorable corgi puppy named Casper. Oh yeah, she'll and have to send so me I a said, yes. I said, but so I but I've cut off all other requests at this point, and well, I figure right now, if more people want stuff. We're gonna have to have like a lottery system or a sign-up sheet or something. Well, you and know, then you're gonna have to charge double because it's gonna be all bespoke. It's not just gonna be stuff at your Etsy shop. It's gonna be well. Um, actually, Etsy has the uh, option of uh, ordering bespoke. Oh yeah, and I could specify what color oh. unicorns are available, oh. or what cows are available. Like, here's a Charolais, here's mm-hmm. an Angus, here's a Jersey. I haven't made one yet. I'm gonna make a. I ha- no, no, I did make a Jersey. I want to make a, a a Hereford and a Holstein, ah. the black and white ones. And yeah. everybody loves the Chick Fil A cows. I wish you could make a Scottish Highland. But um. Oh, I probably could once I figure there. out once I figure out how to do the loops. <laughs> yeah, I'll be able to do the Scottish Hound. That would be cool. Those but are the cutest one of the cows. The next thing I have to work on is that uh, one of our big supporters, uh, Cynthia, Cindy, um, she actually I think she bought Casper, uh, one of the first goats I made, uh-huh. and so she wants me. They have a. Um, a relative who is an Air Force pilot and she sent me a picture of the mascot and uh, yeah. I found a naked picture of the, the mascot. Falcon? Yes, okay. the blue falcon. So I found a naked picture Uh-oh. of the mascot. So he doesn't get in trouble for that. Well, it's I just got to find the colors and it's going to be like, it's going to be the same body type mm-hmm. but instead of just having arms, it's going to have little, you know, Tufted wings. Tufted wings, yeah. stitches down, and, and halfway through the legs, it's going to tend to get... So, yeah, I've got it all. All of these are built in my head. It's just that I only have one pair of hands. <laughs> I know. Like, if <laughs> I... So, all right. So, what we didn't mention a couple of minutes ago about cancer is, like, radiation might be one of the options. If I could get, like actually irradiated so I could have a superpower, <laughs> it would be the ability to sprout out an extra pair of arms that were just as dexterous as my current pair of arms. So I could be working on multiple sets of the same thing, or if they had to work on the same thing at the same time, yeah. I could be working on you know, like 
they need two legs or two ears or two arms, right? What about what about super speed that just made you crochet twice as fast? I would make mistakes twice as fast, and then I would just be like poking <laughs> holes in my hands. You don't think you'd make mistakes if you're trying to keep track of two sets of hands? If I could send the same messages to the same, that's why I'm saying. It, I know in my brain it would probably mean that I would. It would be like a loom. It, yeah. Like. The, the two pairs of hands would have to be doing the same thing. But if I tried to do the same thing really fast, I mess up enough that I would just be messing up twice as much trying to go quicker. Okay. So I know I could probably run two pairs of hands <laughs> if I was doing it at a decent speed if they were doing the same thing. Now, if I wanted to work on one part on one set of hands and something completely different on the other hand, I don't think it would work because I don't think your brain works like that. Okay. Because only one part of your brain is created. The other part is not something. I don't know. It's like logic and art and reason and what have right. you. Your left or right brain, and I never remember which is which. I'm, uh, I'm like centrally located brain. All those tests I've ever taken. Oh, yeah? Oh, I'm really, like really far away. Yeah, you are. You're, like you're falling down the well. Sorry. Lassie didn't even come in to say anything. I was just comfortable. I was just sitting back and jabbering. <laughs> And, and and I was just letting you like a bad bad. I'm so sorry, Chris Cruz, for not motioning her closer to the mic sooner. He's for just that sitting such here a bad host, shaking his just head sitting here right listening. Now. I, I know. know. Um, yeah. So anyway, thank you for buying my stuff. Yes, and thank you for uh, for your thoughts and your prayers in yeah. a non-ironic fashion, as Kurt Schlichter put it tonight. Yeah. Um, they really are much appreciated and. You will, when we know more, again, we'll talk about it more, but uh, right now we don't, so we're not. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, so last week we had uh, asked for your favorite uh, ghost stories or any ghost stories that you had about your house, where you live, where you grew up. And uh, Missy, you actually have a story. We had somebody write in. We had, we, well, we actually had one on Facebook too, and I'm really sorry, but I'm not able to get to it right now. But it's uh, where they were. It's actually an, a historical marker. You know how, like, in Virginia, we have these historical markers to tell a story? Yeah. So their ghost story in their town is uh, a woman dies, she's buried, and it's thought that it was either natural or just, like, whatever because of the time period. And her mother sees her, and her mother says, my husband did it. And they dig her back up, and they find out, oh, yeah, it was murder. Oh. So this is the very first instance of a ghost contributing to witness in an actual trial. Huh. And the man was convicted of murder. Wow. Based upon a ghost testimony. That's crazy. In that. So that was the mile marker. I don't think that would probably... When, 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 when did that happen? Because I don't think that ghost I, testimony would be allowed today. I'm not sure, but I don't know when. I mean, it's just, it's it's a mile marker. Probably. So, you know, those, roughly or those historical the markers. We were probably like in Virginia. Witches? Right, probably. You know, okay. who knows? I, like I said, it was it's on our Corny Goat Farm Facebook stuff. Okay. You, you just... Corny Goat Farm on Facebook. The Corny Goat Farm Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Corny Goat Farm on Facebook. Um, but we had another ghost story from um, Marsha in Boulder, Colorado, and she said, uh, I believe I have told you about the haunted restaurant and bar that Matt, her husband, and I used to own in Georgetown, Colorado. We have a lot of stories of various happenings in the building over owning it for four years. The building was five old buildings in the area from the 1850s that were put together to form the restaurant and bar. Sometimes you would walk around an inside doorway in the bar and get a sudden chill 
and smell lilacs. Oh, wow. As an old-fashioned lilac perfume. In our whole house, uh, the back hallway, you could get mothballs. Like old lady smell, even though there were no mothballs back there. We think we had two or three ghosts, at least one man and one woman. The lilac perfume from the woman and the ever-popular heavy footfalls of a man in cowboy boots on a hard floor. Oh, I know what that sounds like. You know you're alone because you've checked the building and the doors are all locked. Just like, yeah, you know that. Yeah. Uh, but one of them must have had a sense of humor. The jukebox in the bar was programmed to play a random song if no song had been playing in 20 minutes. After hours, the jukebox would play the same song if the bartenders did not unplug it. The song was Ghostbusters. And yes, we had the programming checked several times. It only did it after hours when the bar was closed. That is hysterical. She says, that's enough spooky stories this email. Get ready for winter. The foothills in Colorado are white this morning. We got 12 inches of snow overnight, and several of the ski areas are opening. Stay strong and know that you and Miss E are in our thoughts and prayers for Marsha and Matt. In the foothills outside of Boulder, Colorado. So thank you very much, Marsha. Yeah, and thank you, Marsha. No, right. twelve wow. inches of snow. I know that's that's, that's skiing weather already. Oh right? yeah, right. <laughs> but how flippin' funny that the jukebox would play Ghostbusters. So they did. I, have, the ghosts did have a sense right? of humor, no matter so, how old they so, were. So again, you know, like there are those schools of thoughts about okay, well, what are ghosts? Are they actual sentient or semi-sentient? You know, essences of us are they pieces of our soul, or are are they more like you know a a a, a vapor or a residual uh, you know heat uh, that you might pick up on like a thermal camera after you know a fire has been blown out. Generally, uh, when ghosts are around, the airs get colder. But I'm not talking about you know what I'm talking. But I'm talking about something that is oh, what's active versus ghost? something that is yeah just sort of there, yeah. right? The the remnant of something as opposed to the essence of something. And I would say that putting Ghostbusters on uh, the jukebox is is you know that would be evidence of some of, of some sort of thinking involved on the part of ghosts as opposed to yeah not a remnant you know right and more of an essence yeah or at least no not even either i like that would be something active or it died in the 80s (laughs) 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 and that song was well but or maybe when you die that just automatically becomes your favorite song ghostbusters right yeah i don't know i i would think there's another question to ask the audience. How many songs out there have the word ghost in them or as the top? One of my favorite songs of all time, like top five favorite songs of all time, actually has the word ghosts in it. Yeah? Yeah. So there's this, there was this guy called Rocky Erickson, and he was a singer-songwriter in Austin, Texas, starting in the late 60s, psychedelic era. And Rocky burned himself the heck out on drugs and psychedelics during the psychedelic era. (laughs) Okay. So he never achieved the commercial success that he could have. But when you listen to his music, like there's, there's the skeleton of the song is really strong. It just gets lost in all of his weirdness, right? So when I was in high school, probably 1991, there was. Kind of like Dewey a compilation. Clocks when he went weird. Yeah, okay. and he just kind of stayed weird, right? Okay. So probably around 1990 or 1991, 
um, there was this compilation CD that came out because that was like when compilations were first starting to be big, right? Yeah. There was that sweet relief, the Victoria Williams, uh, whatever. You're anyway, lose me on all that. I wasn't as Sorry. into music anyway, as you were. It was it was a it was time. a compilation album of bands covering Rocky Erickson and the Thirteenth Floor Elevators, which was his band. Okay, and there was a song. Now I'd never heard of Rocky Erickson, and I'd never heard of this songwriter named John Wesley Harding. But this song, a cover of Rocky Erickson's If You Have Ghosts, is just one of the best, just rock songs. There's just something about the beat and the guitar solo, and it's just, oh, it's great. It's well, you're so gonna good. you're going to have to play that for me tomorrow, because I have never heard that. It's great if you're driving down a country road, well, right? Like, it's, it's not well, a song you, you want to listen to in the library. you can just play it for me on the, the driveway. Okay. okay, yes, but... Uh, <laughs> And anyway, and then, so like, I thought nobody had ever heard this song except for me. And then a couple of years ago, there's this other band called Ghost, which is this kind of like, they call it metal. It's not metal. It's very theatrical metal, if it is. Um, and they did a cover called If You Have Ghost, singular. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I didn't like it. But the uh, John Wesley Harding version is amazing. The album is called Where the Pyramid Meets the Eye. And there are also some other really, really good uh, uh, covers on there. A band called Poi Dog Pondering has a song called I Had to Tell You. That is, again, it's like one of my, decades later, one of my I favorite songs. I actually have three songs on my From iPod. that? Called Ghost Dance. Or called Ghost. Ghost. I have Ghost Dance by Tomahawk. Tomahawk. Uh-huh. 2007. I have Ghost Train by The Counting Crows from August and Everything After from 1993. And have Ghosts oh. Radio Edit Lady Tron from 2008. So that's how weirdly random. And I also have like Patsy Klein on here. I'm just saying, like, I have the weirdest. So now I'm going to have to look up my, my ghosts. Now I'm looking up Spirit. Oh, I have a whole album called Spirit. All right, but just three songs with ghosts in them. <laughs> Uh, no. Well, it took me a second. I had to sort by. No, just go to search. You oh, actually have a search button and just type in ghost. <laughs> You're making it harder than it had to be. Uh, let's see. I have That's a. That's what she said. I, <laughs> I, have, I have three as well. Oh. And none of them are the ones that you have. Of course. <laughs> because that's when. I think we had been married for six months and our CDs were still living separate lives. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, we're still married. I'm going to alphabetize them. And we both had like two, three hundred something yeah. CDs that after. Man, remember Columbia House? We get like 15 yes, CDs for a penny. This is exactly why we had so many <laughs> CDs. So we both had several hundred CDs and I lived in near and Philly. Horrible so credit. <laughs> horrible credit. Well, I also lived near Philly and I could get them used. But anyway. Um, yeah, me too. Not near Philly, but I get hundreds, yes, of, hundreds CDs, of CDs. Two were the same. Yeah, we had one overlap. Counting Crows. Counting Crows, August and Everything After. Yep, yep. That was it. All right, so here are the three songs that I have on my iPod that have the word ghost in them. Okay. I have two albums. Actually, no, I have three albums. Uh, But we're talking songs. So the first is uh, Glenn Campbell's Ghost on the Canvas from 2011. 
Glenn Campbell? Yeah, it was the album that he made after his diagnosis of Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. And it was his last album. Oh, okay. And it was sort of his final, you know, goodbye to the oh, world. Okay. Uh, it's really good. Oh. Um, and then okay. I have, let's see, Mark McGrath's Ghost in You, which I don't think I've ever listened to because it's on the soundtrack to 51st Dates, the oh. Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore movie from 2004. I love that movie. That was such a weird thing to happen to that, that I mean, to the main character, yeah. Drew. Did you remember that movie? I do remember okay. that movie very well. I'm just not sure. I don't remember the song. I'm trying to remember, like, what. Yes, again, I don't. I must have that soundtrack for a particular song because again i don't know that i ever have heard that mark mcgrath song <laughs> and then um the indigo girls ghost from their 1992 album rites of passage see i don't even have that why do you have an indigo girls song for my inner lesbian oh okay yeah no worries you know so do you, you want to know the answer to that <laughs> no I promise yeah, it's not sure. dirty. Uh, uh, well, you already said it was your inner lesbian, so I'm not too sure. Well, that was go. just the really obvious get, joke. It's going to get better from there. You know, so, you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, um, so Elijah Cummings just passed away, the congressman from yes. Maryland. And he apparently was really good friends with a Republican from North Carolina named Mark Meadows. And Mark Meadows, during the eulogy today, was talking about how you need to have more of these unexpected friendships in life. And mm. you need to be able to, you know, right? Like, nobody would have expected Mark Meadows and Elijah Cummings to be buddies. White guy from North Carolina, black guy from Baltimore, Maryland, Democrat, Republican. Like, on the surface, they're supposed to not like each other. Right. But they found a way to do it. And so, you know, like... No, it makes sense. I like that. I, I do, too. And there are some artists that, to me, their politics get in the way. Mm. There are some artists whose politics... For whatever reason, I can embrace. Like, R.E.M., I quit listening to because Michael Stipe really started annoying me politically. Oh, okay. Billy Bragg, who's an outright socialist, I can still listen to because I knew what I was getting. But you knew he's you always know, like, been an outright socialist. Right. He's not trying to right. sweet-talk you into thinking about it. And so, you know, the Indigo Girls are whatever they are, but, like, there's no politics really in... At least, I don't know, I probably stopped listening after, like, the first... After, like, the fourth album. Maybe the third album. <laughs> I actually don't. That's I don't. I yeah. You actually know the Indigo Girls way better than I do. Uh, yeah, that's they really have some funny. Really, really good songs, and they were completely non-political. I think I have one album that there's some of their songs on it because it's one of those compilations, which was like the big girl fest. Yeah, like the Lilith Fair. Lilith Fair. Yeah, yeah. I have like a Lilith Fair song soundtracky thing. I think they're on it, but. Yeah, no, I was never a big fan. I'm sorry. I don't. I, just, I don't know. I just think they're really, really good songwriters. I think their voices sound really good together. And I was well, kind of always that, like you know, that, that kind folky of music. Americana yeah. music, right? So, yeah. So, so sue me. I, I like the I'm not, girls. No, I'm not saying anything about. No, I'm not suing you. Or <laughs> it's just funny. I never. We've been married for 22 plus years now. I didn't realize you were such a big fan of the Indigo Girls I, until just this moment. I'm, so I was, I'm a little surprised. That's all. I'm not, but, but I, not really because you like whiny bands. No, oh. they're not whiny. Well, sometimes they. You like screamy bands. Then if I like whiny bands, well, I don't necessarily like screamy. Bands okay, corn. I don't listen to corn uh, anymore. But either. you used to. I used to. And for maybe a I don't. Listen, and maybe I don't listen to whiny bands anymore either. Maybe I listen to. 
the bands that project, bands that uh, sound like this, they are like Johnny Cash. They're just actually you don't know. know what I mean. Like I just put my iPod on weird rotate, but I like Mika and Adele and Charday and the Bare Naked Ladies and Godsmack and. I don't usually... Yeah, I have uh, a weird, random mix of music. For somebody my age, it's kind of really bizarre. I actually don't listen to music nearly as, as much as I do when I'm driving now. So I'll listen to... Lately, I've been listening to the, uh, to the Johnny Carson channel on Sirius XM, <laughs> which, is, which is so cool because it's like this cultural artifact, like... In these little forty-minute nuggets, and so you know, all of a sudden it's nineteen eighty-one, and it's Jerry Seinfeld's very first Tonight Show appearance. You're like, wow, Jerry Seinfeld had no idea what his life was going to be like. I you might know? have actually seen that because I used to watch the Johnny Carson show when I was at my grandparents. Okay, so, who knows? Um, yeah, I think I talked about this in the last yeah. podcast, but I won't. So I'm still listening to that. I listen to some of the comedy channels on Sirius XM. Occasionally, I will listen to news or politics, but. Generally speaking, I, I, I'm i staring at that on a computer screen all day long. So when I am driving, I kind of want to use that as my respite. You know, although yesterday I was just craving music all of a sudden. I listened to music and, the entire uh, drive from Denver to Tulsa. Excuse me. And I turned on the uh, the radio and it was uh, Smashing Pumpkins. I know you hate them because you consider them a whiny band. But it was uh, Cherub Rock. From Siamese Dream, one of the best albums of the '90s, See, and I did turn just, it up way just, too loud. You just put them in the sentence with "best." Yeah. Okay. On best to albums the next of the topic. '90s. <laughs> I think it might be all the time we have for, because I'm probably going to have to go make the futon, because I think that's where I'm sleeping. Today. <laughs> so. No. No. <laughs> No. You still get brownie points for uh, sharing my uh, Etsy store, so there you go. It's all good. I love you, and I want every day that I have with you to be as good for you and for me as it possibly can be, but primarily for you. Yeah, me too. But don't talk like that, because everyone's going to have this like, oh my god, Missy's going to die sort of mentality, because we're not talking about what the diagnosis was. No, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Be prepared to die. I mean, that's not our diagnosis. the diagnosis. The diagnosis is, is we've got... Four or five different options, yada, yada, yada. The next one might be radiology and immunotherapy, but we won't know anything until next week. So I don't want to to leave with that. That was, like, not a good thing to leave everybody with. So I'm going to sign off. So, uh, so until next time, don't forget to um, live a little, learn a lot, another something. Be safe. Have fun. You start with that. Be safe. Have fun. That's what you start with. Oh, be safe. Have fun. Live a little. Learn a lot. And make stuff. (laughs) Make stuff. Including questionable tomato wine. Thank you. We'll talk about that on the next podcast. Exactly. But thank you for joining this episode of 40 Acres and a Fool on the Blaze Podcast Network. Network. Good job. Thank you. I've listened enough. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 